Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Soha. Online privacy now no longer exists. Why I'm saying so? Let me explain. We do many things in a day. Visit several places, do our work, run our house errands and we all do it mostly willingly. Similarly, for an active social life, we take our photos, send it to our friends and family, we uh, email our stuff, we use WhatsApp and Telegram and apps like that to communicate with our colleagues and friends and family. We do it as per routine, but the worlds and times we are living in are changing rapidly and the concept of privacy is almost dead. That's what I feel. With so many apps available for people to share the details of their lives, some are now feeling social media fatigue. How about if you know that we all are living under the cloud of technology where our privacy no longer exists? Now, in past times, those people who were at a government radar or were wanted for some other reason, they often be under surveillance. But in present times, we all are under surveillance, and that too full time. Information about us is now being gathered, one way or another. We are under constant watch. But point is, by whom? For that, we need to know that surveillance is of many kinds, meaning there are many ways to collect our data. One is data gathering used by governments under the banner of public safety, in which facial recognition technology, biometrics and surveillance cameras are used. Now these devices, uh, they record every movement of ours and every move of ours. And the amount of data being collected on each of us was shocking. The specificity of that data is creepy, and companies and governments are using that data in ways we never imagined. Not only this, a new term has emerged, which is stalker or spy surveillance. Spy surveillance is normally used for high-profile people as uh, journalists, politicians, big names, celebrities, big brands, activists, and people of interest. Anyone who is considered a potential threat or of any potential interest could be spied under this category. Now, there is another kind of surveillance, and that is talk away. You must be thinking, what the hell is this? In this kind of surveillance, in this type of surveillance, hacking of the phones and accounts and personal data all is included. Mostly, information available on internet says that Pegasus is used often in uh, such sort of surveillance as a medium. Pegasus, which is a software used to get away with stalk away or to track people. Now, what is Pegasus Software? Pegasus Software is a spyware tool which was developed by cyber intelligence groups in 2010. It's used for spying on mobile phones and harvesting our data without consent. It's mainly used to track politicians, government leaders, and journalists. 
The bad part is that it can be detected by traditional antivirus system. For that, we need to use a powerful anti-malware software to detect and remove the Pegasus software. With just a single text, it can bypass your phone's security and install spyware that grants complete access to your device. You'll be amazed to know that our phone is listening to us all the time, without any permission from us. Oh yes, it's happening. And this is very common. This is thought to be our voluntary submission to technology. Our smartphones and uh, TV screens and devices like Alexa, fitness digital devices and other monitoring devices, even safety devices which we install in our houses, they collect our data and uh, kind of keep a check on us almost all the time. It can access every message you've ever sent. It can access every message you've ever received. It can access every photo, every video, every email. It can turn on your microphone. It can turn on the microphone even when you're not using a phone call and just record what you're doing in the room. It can turn on your camera. It can record what's on your screen. It can access your GPS. It can monitor your location. So those who are wondering how can it be true, it is very much true. No doubt cell phones are called cell phones, as we all are prisoners of our phones, aren't we? And it seems like there is no escape. Having said that, the point is that living in isolation is not a choice too, because we are all social animals. We have to interact socially all the time, so what to do and how to preserve our privacy? The truth is, living in society, doing our work, doing our job, getting uh, entertained, doing shopping or house chores or housework or errands, now we cannot preserve our privacy. Have you noticed that our location is always known through Google Maps or using GPS? Although some softwares uh, offer end-to-end encryption of our messages and conversations like uh, Telegram and other apps like that. But how authentic it is, who knows? Phone. It completely mirrors it. Amnesty International reports on a massive leak of 50,000 phone numbers. I think what the project is showing is the breadth and the scale of the abuse. So in these testing times, how should we get along? There are a few ways, like uh, to be on the safe side when you download anything, piece of music or a video, make sure that you do it from the official source, the official site. Another way is to download all the updates. A general perception over here is that uh, if our data is being uh, used or sold, it's being done through apps which we download. We go to Play Store and uh, click over there on our uh, beloved app and install it. Some apps ask us few details and some do not. But as we download the app, that tells our location, preferences, our behavior choices, likes, dislikes and also provides relevant details about us. What? 
Similarly, when we go on websites, different websites, use of which is optional, but they demand that we have to accept the cookies. And accepting the cookies, here goes our data. So, absolutely, there is no way in this modern world where we can hide ourselves or take hold of our privacy or data. Another term, which is quite talk of the town, is remotely stalking. Now, what is that? Remotely stalking phones is possible. But how it is done? It's quite complicated, quite tricky and very costly method. So, it is used only for potential very powerful uh, and high-profile people or uh, yet again for people of interest. They can be politicians, they can be journalists or activists or uh, even terrorists. Stalkers have a new tool for tracking and monitoring their victims. They're using mobile apps and digital surveillance software, better known as spyware. It can remotely access text messages, emails, and calls. Stalkers can also track their target's location and even turn on a device's camera and microphone. So in one way, when our activities and our data is monitored, it's good because it ensures our safety, right? From any illegal activity or a terrorist attack or uh, things like that, stuff like that. But on the other hand, being on constant watch is kind of scary and concerning. So what is the solution then? One wonders. Solution is to just stay careful and speak carefully. Know what you're saying and to whom you're saying what. How much you're revealing about yourself and how much should you reveal? What are your boundaries and how you should address your day-to-day -day life? Safeguard your interests first and know while talking to someone what you want to be known as, privately or publicly. Now, here comes another thing which is quite surprising. Sometimes it feels that our cell phones don't only listen to us but could read our thoughts. Mm, creepy. <laughs> no matter how creepy it sounds, but sometimes it feels that it is happening. Let's suppose you are thinking of uh, some place or a fruit or a shop or a location and suddenly you click Google and you may find the same search appearing when you scroll down on your phone screen on on your laptop so are our phones are really that advanced that they are actually could read the thoughts of us is it happening or it's just a coincidence a far-fetched idea i leave this question open-ended Millions of people are facing the issue of getting Google search results before even typing them in the search bar. Experts reveal that Google and similar search engines listens to our conversations without letting us know whether our phones are powered on or off. Google can even record and take pictures of us through our selfie cameras. Now, to stop letting Google from listening to our conversations and taking pictures can't be stopped. The best way is to keep your electronic devices away from you while you are having important conversations and discussions.
We've all wondered, is your iPhone, Android phone, or smart device eavesdropping on everything you say? Well, a new investigation has just shed new light on this old debate. Frankly speaking, personally, this idea of uh, our cell phones listening or reading our thoughts is damn scary, at least for me. Yet again, if it is not true, then it will become a truth very soon. Because maybe future technology soon will make it possible. What? Even if we are not comfortable with this idea. Again, a question arrives. That is that how the thought reading is possible and the answer of it is that thought reading is very much possible through neurotechnology so now what is neurotechnology it is mainly based on two methods decode or change the neuroactivity of the brain our brain has over 100 billion neurons and the circuits in our brain are highly complicated very sophisticated. To decode one's mind, we have to decipher these neural circuits. To understand the hidden language which is flowing in our minds, consciously and subconsciously. To monitor the neurotechnology brain-computer interface is used, which is a device. As a chip, it can be planted in our heads or as non-invasive device on our head. This connects our brain to a computer through which our brain activities could be studied. BCI's technology is used in clinic to treat patients these days who suffered from stroke or can't speak from any other reason. So maybe using this technology in coming future through this technology and artificial intelligence, their algorithms will read our brain and understand our brain fully. If this happens, then the concern is that the control we have right now, the decision, the full uh, uh, control we have in form of free will, our decision-making power, it will be shifted to AI. And this is which is scaring researchers and scientists because the AI is advancing and growing strong with every passing by day. So concerns are genuine and likely. Many people feel that the growing influence of AI is a potential threat. What do you feel? We want to turn now to the growing concerns over the rise in artificial intelligence or AI. Some tech industry leaders are warning of the potential risks, including deep fakes and robots replacing humans. Now, why AI influence is considered as a threat? It's because it could lead to violation of basic human rights. As all our decisions would be observed, would be bound to the AI decision, the information which is taken from us in form of our data and through decoding our brain. This will be possible that our personal space is uh, no longer ours. And this thought is beyond horror, seriously. Although there are two opinions about this same thing. Some people say such kind of technology has already arrived and there is no uh, turning back. And some say that it's yet to arrive. There is still time in which we can prevent the total submission of our brain to AI. 
Because if that happens, we are not controlling the machines, but the machines are controlling us. AI will be controlling our uh, daily life, our activities, monitoring our activities, and will be keeping watch on every aspect of our life. Not only that, if our brain activities will be read, they will be written too, and they'll be documented. Our thoughts are going to be documented, in fact. And it's puzzling. For a couple of moments, we think about this. It is enough to buzz up ahead. But in present times, researchers and scientists in large numbers are saying that it is the future of humanity in coming days. And to prevent it is not fully possible anymore. But hope is there that by staying aware, knowing about all these activities and things, we can act consciously and uh, to some extent we can preserve our privacy. Like for instance, if we know that we are heard and seen all the time, it's just going to be uh, like performing on stage in front of live audience who is watching us and noting everything and where no retakes are possible. So we must do all involving our awareness and consciousness to keep us safe. So this is all for today. Thank you for joining me in the show. Until next time, take a lot of care of you and all around you. You are listening to the Living Archives podcast and I am Soha. Bye for now.